Hello and welcome to a new episode of the CTO Show with Mehmet. Today we'll be talking cybersecurity, ransomware, and artificial intelligence. Welcome to this new episode. Let's get started. The first article by the register was about the ransomware payments going down last year. The article discussed how these payments have decreased in the last several months, and the reason is organizations are not willing to pay the ransom like before. However, the article also notes that this decrease doesn't mean necessarily that people are able to recover their data, but they are under huge pressure because all the economical situation we have. The article suggests also that this is due to decreasing number of ransomware attacks. But the decreasing number is not a good news because Although like at some stage last year, there were like a decrease in the number of attacks, but these attacks became like more sophisticated where they were able to do double extortion techniques and they were also threatening organizations to release stolen data if the ransom is not paid. So the article concludes that despite the ransomware payments decreasing, but still the threat of ransomware is a significant concern for organizations moving forward. So decreasing the number doesn't mean that we are done yet. The second article which I found interesting today is like how chief information security officers, CISOs, can manage the security with their C-level executives. As we know, C-level executives, they might be traveling a lot, they might be on social media, they might be everywhere, like talking about the company. And the article suggests few best practices for CISOs to implement so they can avoid having these risks related to C-level. So first of all, of course, conducting regular security awareness, providing better communication tools for these high-level executive, implementing multi-factor authentication, conducting security assessments and maintaining a security response team. It's very uh, interesting article and I would say also useful article that might give you some ideas how from chief information security perspective, you can communicate these risks with your C-level. The third article also related to cybersecurity today is about the types of risk assessment. Pretty much interesting to talk about risk assessments because to understand the risks, we need to know what are these risks. The article gives like six frameworks to conduct these assessments. And again, the, the author mentioned that you can use one of them, you can mix them, and there's no one framework that is better than the other. So here are the six assessments methodologies. So the first one is qual uh, qualitative. So basically here it's based on potential risk based on expert opinion or subjective judgment. The second one is quantitative risk assessment. So this is use some mathematical models to evaluate the potential risk. Vulnerability assessment. So you need to identify the vulnerabilities in your organization system, software, and infrastructure. Penetration testing. And this is, I think, the most familiar one. So th this is where you bring some professional help from some organizations to help you in 
detecting and responding to a real attack. Business impact analysis. So this one is very interesting and I don't see it a lot. So this is where you can simulate what would happen if you have an attack from business perspective, like revenue loss, reputation loss. So very interesting also and very important to do business impact analysis. And the last one is compliance and assessment. Um, again, the data is everywhere and sometimes there are, are some critical and very sensitive data that might be sitting in the wrong locations over the network. So this is where you need to provide also a compliance assessment to see if you are in good shape with the relevant laws, regulations, and standards. The last article today is more related to AI. And I like the title, Who Owns the Generative AI Platform? So we've been seeing platforms like OpenAI, like Stable Diffusion, and others. But actually, we are seeing just one part of the full story. Because if you read the article, you would, uh, and the authors, they have done excellent job in just uh, showing us the layers that we have there. So you have the closed source foundation models. So this is where the data lives. And this is the data which is strained, of course, like example, GPT-3 by OpenAI, for example. But you have a full ecosystem around these models. So that includes also some model hubs. There are some open source foundation models like Stable Diffusion. You have the applications that leverage these models. So something like uh, GitHub uh, Copilot and you have the end-to-end -end applications. And behind the scenes, there are also the cloud platforms and the compute hardware. So cloud platform could be anything like AWS, Azure, GCP, and others. The compute we talk here about, of course, the GPUs like NVIDIA's or TPUs from Google. Very informative. And also the article, just try to discuss and try to discover how in the future this will be a way to get some revenues to these model building companies like OpenAI. And the article suggests that the ownership of the generative AI platform could have significant impact on the broader field of artificial intelligence as AI systems become more advanced and have the ability to create a new data and content, it will become increasingly important for society to establish clear guidance for the ownership and usage. Very, very interesting article. As usual, I will be referring to all articles I use today in the episode description. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm always keen to hear back from you if you like this episode today if you want me to discuss certain topics in future episodes i would be more than happy to do that and until we meet next time thank you very much for listening and see you soon